What's up, SAFC family? It's uh, your boys here to uh, chat about soccer games and doings over the weekend. Uh, I'm your host, Royce, which is fun. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Royce the Voice. The all the O's are zeros. And uh, uh, I guess our co-host today is uh, Rafa. Rafa, how are you doing? Pretty good, just recovering from, from all these allergies this weekend. It won't yeah. stop raining, and there's a lot of mold, and it sucks. I agree. I'm on Zyrtec, so I'm good, and I've been on Zyrtec for probably six months now. So <laughs> that's my tip. Um, now, I remember, uh, I remember living here from, from Missouri when I was a kid, and I, I, I never really dealt with too many allergies in Missouri. Came here to Central Texas, and uh, it was... Uh, I was sick for like a month straight, and my parents took me to the doctor, and the doctor is like, uh, "Yeah, you just has cedar fever. You just got to give him wow. allergy medicine." And my my parents are like, "What in the hell is cedar fever?" So, crash course, real fun. <laughs> so, let's get on to uh, fun things. Let's talk about the uh, uh, San Antonio's one-one uh, draw, which uh, you notice the title of the episode, uh, how the turntables, because now we score last minute to rescue a point. Uh, on the road, uh, so we kind of pulled an RGB there. Uh, it was uh, an interesting match, uh, definitely very different from the first matchup between Colorado Springs and uh, SAFC. Um, let's uh, kind of dive in real quick to the kind of the tactical setups, more or less. Um, in this match, we saw the the same three four three that we've been deploying. Um, uh, but this time it seemed like our wingbacks were a lot higher up than they normally are. Uh, typically, uh, I remember the first the first match that they deployed this, I think it was against Birmingham. Um, the wingbacks kept going over to uh, Marcina asking him, where do you want us to play? Do you want us to get up more? Do you want us to stay back? And Marcina and, uh, and the assistant coaches kept telling him, stay back. We need you to cover. Uh, this time they kept going forward. And they kind of got beat. There was a lot of joy for Colorado, Colorado Springs uh, behind the wingbacks to the point where that kind of pushed out um, Doyle and Varela on the edges. And they once again, another team really keyed on Doyle's side, on that right side, uh, our left side, to attack. Um, uh, Rafa, what did you uh, think about that? Uh, that it seemed like, We've had three, maybe three matches in a row where they've really keyed on uh, Doyle's side. Yeah, that's that's something that I've, I've noticed, the, I guess, the pattern. I think teams are starting to see where our weak points are. And then think, I think I'm not saying that Doyle is a weak point, but that's a, that's a, that's a vulnerable point. That's a, I think that's our vulnerable section of our formation. 
and, and like you mentioned, like you know, we're pushing up a lot, especially on the outside. I think that had to do because of the first game. You know, we really poured it on that first on the home opener. You know, especially on the wings. You know, we exposed them a lot, and that's where we got a lot of our goals. Those, those, well, Pacini got the hat trick there, so from plays from you know crosses and so forth. So we got kind of got caught up. I think Colorado learned from that and took advantage of it. We just needed to have, like I said, just didn't have the discipline to really kind of run back and cover those spots. Um, and that's saw, you know, like I said, it was it was a mess, especially you know making uh, substitutions after the first goal. You know, it was a little bit chaotic, but you know, to come out of with a point after all, you know, what we're gonna talk about, you know, you know, we had we had some luck on our, you know, luck was on our side. <laughs> just, just just to say that, I know somebody was lighting a candle for us. Yeah, luck, but, luck, luck. Thy name is Matt Cardoni for sure. <clears throat> yeah, and Varela, we're gonna mention him oh, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into sure. that. But what? But one thing I think for as far as with the game, you know, and. You know, Colorado, you know, with all the changes they've had, too, you know, I, I think maybe the reason why we pushed up, you know, their defense was very inexperienced. And I think that's what I think maybe that's why they want, they were trying to push up, trying to expose them a bit. But, you know, you know, give it to Colorado. You know, they had a really good game plan. Those inexperienced defenders really stayed disciplined and stayed where they needed to be at. But they were able to get those balls and send them down the wings to the especially to their midfielders and that was to be able to you know create those first chances especially that first goal so you know and i think that was maybe with the game plan because they did make like i said they had you know speaking with the, the guy from the podcast from colorado they've made a lot of changes especially the goalkeeper yep. you know so i think that i think that was the game plan going into to this game yeah what it seemed like is uh <coughs> I think you're right with that inexperienced backline. I think Colorado Springs kind of recognize that as being a weak point. And what I noticed is that in their 4-2-3-1 formation, the two midfielders would crash back a lot. And they would they were the ones that were individually tracking uh, Nathan and Patino mm-hmm. to really keep them quiet to the point where you had Nathan come back and you had um, Epps come back kind of later on in the match when they realized that there were five defenders all in the same area kind of keying around Patino which kind of led to Patino getting frustrated, which led to other things that we'll get into in the match. But, um, yeah, what it really seemed like was that Colorado Springs would just crash in the middle because that's really where we hurt them was right up the middle, and that's where we hurt a lot of teams is going right up the middle. Uh, So they really keyed on that a lot. And then once they would win the ball, they'd go straight out to the wing, and then they would uh, play it down the wing, and then they'd bring it inside. And that's kind of where – that, that's kind of how they would get their joy. Let's go first, though, with the the first big moment of the match in the second minute uh, when SAFC wins a free kick on our right side, the Colorado left side. Uh, Lindley once again on set piece um, duty and for, uh, for great reason because that was a fantastic ball. Obviously, we don't get the benefit of VAR. We don't get the benefit of an no. actual camera angle that'll show offside. Um, it really looked like Doyle delayed his run, but you know, it's it's whatever the linesman said says at that point. Uh, but they it called uh, Doyle puts the ball in the net, but they call it offside. Is what it is. You got to move on. Um, but once again, SAFC on set pieces looks very dangerous, and that is a foreshadowing to come um, later on in this match, Rafa. That, uh, that, 
yeah, that that would have really, I think, changed the, really the complexity of the game. Had that goal did count, I, I think, like I said, I think USL doesn't invest in VAR. But yeah. just looking at the replay, it looked like he was did kind of timed his run. That would have really kind of changed, made Colorado kind of panic a little bit because they would have like, oh, here we go again. We're and that's what happened. The, it was basically a landslide yeah. from the first game. So they would have panicked, especially now with the inexperienced line. We would have forced them to make a little bit more mistakes, but they got lucky there. And then that's when they struck on the first one, um, you know, later, a few minutes later. And that really, like I said, gave them confidence, you know, kind of for the rest, kind of the rest of the game until we get to the the fun part, the the real, <laughs> the fun, nice, exactly. exciting action yeah. part of the game. Yeah, yeah. What it, what it really seemed like um, uh, in the first match when we got that first goal is that Colorado Springs really kind of didn't they didn't really change much about their match. They kind of came at us more, obviously, to try to find that uh, equalizing goal. But what it really seemed like was that first goal calmed the nerves of FCFC, and they really just sat back and they waited for Colorado Springs to make their move, and then they set their the pressing traps, and then that's kind of when we countered. I think, I think the first if that goal counts, I think this match is obviously this match is different. I mean, candy and nuts, uh, yeah. some butts, candy and nuts. Um, but I really think that would have allowed SAFC to stay back in their formation put on those pressing traps and i think that that's what safc why normally when safc scores first they're probably going to win or at least end in a a a draw um yeah but let's uh continue on kind of like continuing with what we were saying with uh what colorado was doing was they were really crashing back um around patino and our forwards with their midfielders and their uh back four um, and then they would distribute wide. Um, there's a warning shot um, that kind of happens in the third, maybe fourth minute, um, where that exact sequence happens, except Doyle tracks back his man perfectly and ends up passing it right to Cardoni, who gets rid of it. Uh, but that was kind of the first warning shot there uh, that, hey, you know, something's happening on that wing and nothing's really adjusted for it. And the exact same thing happens, but this time, uh, the ball goes around Doyle, um, or uh, excuse me, it not what happened. That's what happened that time. But Doyle comes around and gets it. The next time Doyle stands up his man, and but the ball goes around Doyle, and the De, uh, plane kind of takes a really weird circuitous route to the ball and completely misjudges and misses it. Ball goes around the plane right to Barry. Barry buries it. Unfortunate, but. Uh, dad joke time um and it's a one nothing colorado springs after that um kind of the exact same play you could tell once again they're keying on mm-hmm. uh, doyle side um and this time uh a pass goes around doyle as he has the per- he has a perfect defensive positioning but um they go around him and deplane yeah. just fails to deal with the ball and uh, haji berry and it's one nothing colorado that that play, like I said, Breck, 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 uh, Beckford had get an excellent pass. Um, I think from the first game to this game, you know, uh, Colorado needed to get Harry and Beckford more involved, and we saw a lot of it in this game. Yeah, you know, from that first girl that pass, you know, looking at the replay, you know, the plane really kind of fell asleep, 
you know, he let kind of Barry get get behind him, you know, instead of him being behind him to kind of shadow him and then to react to the ball. And normally as a defender, you know, you don't want anybody behind you. And that's also communication. You know, I think something I think Matt, Matt could have told him, hey, you got someone on your back. I think there's a need to better communication back there. You know, letting them know, hey, you got someone here, here, and here. I think had he had they done that, maybe shadow him from behind. I think that the shot would have been blocked, or you know, by the time like so by the time he reacted to that pass, it was already too late, and he couldn't really close that gap to get that shot. And like I said, Barry it was an excellent shot that he, you know, he made. You know, it was a type one, but you know. He got that one in. So, and, and that's something I think moving forward on our defense needs to talk a little bit more. Agreed. And so maybe that's something, like I said, I know Cardoni needs to work kind of that. You know, we they really need to better have the communication there. Who's behind them, you know, who to cover so forth. Because normally on the, on the three-back defense, you're playing a zone defense. You're not playing man-to-man. So you exactly. have to have that communication to know what's going on. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it just looked like there was just a breakdown. Um, like I said, uh, Deplane just takes a really bad route. Um, Haji Berry goes right around um, Deplane, and even Varela comes over to try to cover. The ball goes in, and immediately Varela just just yells at Deplane, like, what was that, dude? It's like you weren't even there. And then there's about two or three other plays within the next 10 or 15 minutes that the plane just is not a factor. And he's, he's the middleman. And this is kind of the issue with letting, you know, letting Colorado get a lot of joy on the wings. And this is kind of what they design their, um, design their formation to do in this match is come out from the sides and the plane is in the middle and he's kind of lost. He doesn't have a side to go defend. He's just in the middle. And so plays end up happening around him, and he's just kind of more of a passenger, more of a, um, not a passenger, but just a a witness, just somebody there, just to watch everything happen around him, and he doesn't really get involved with too much, and that kind of leads to, uh, um, kind of leads to him getting subbed out. Um, I think he just had a poor match. Uh, maybe it was the altitude. He's played a lot of games. Uh, he's pretty much played every game, and as just one of them, uh, he'll come back. He, I mean, he's been <clears throat> a player of the match a couple times, and this team wouldn't be where it is without him. So hopefully, this next match, he uh, he gets it back together. I mean, we all have bad days, and the plane just kind of had a bad day. I mean, on your opinion, do you think Marcina hit the panic mode a little too early, putting in Axel in? I don't. Um, honestly, I don't. Uh, I think kind of what I don't think he was getting what he wanted out of his players. Uh, at the same time, I don't think that um, I think what Marcina wanted to do was more respond to what Colorado was doing, um, which he, mm-hmm. he responded. A, he didn't panic. Um, if anything, he kind of responded a little late because um, it was obvious. They just wanted to attack up the wings and that, no. You know, putting putting Schuberg out there to be more decisive and go attack, uh, go shut down the, um, Schuberg out there. Schuberg and Varela almost kind of formed um, a, a back pairing instead of just having one guy in the middle, and that kind of allowed Doyle to kind of be to go out further. Uh, if you look at the average positions, Doyle is a lot further out. 
uh, toward the wing than Varela is. And that's because Varela and Schubert kind of formed a, a back two partnership. And then you had uh, Doyle kind of coming out to help help cover that left side because in uh, the Colorado right side because they really were king on that side. But that really helped shut down a lot of the chances. Um, but the main person who shut down most of the chances uh, that Colorado got in the first 27 minutes, I think uh, Deplaine came off in the 27th minute, was Cardoni because Cardoni had some one-on-one saves that <clears> – <throat> Honestly, it was it was two on nil, uh, two on just two play, uh, two switchbacks players uh, with Cardoni, and he shut them all down, which is it's crazy. And he really yeah, especially the, that one v one that he escaped down on the middle. I mean, yeah, they, right they, up they, the middle, the plane is there, and no factor. He's just uh, uh, if they score that one, it's over for us. That'd have been over for us, but yep. so you got to give it a map. He really stepped up on on, on this. Um, and like I said, when Axel came in, I think things did settle down a little bit. Uh, you know, he's got the experience. But I, I think playing in the three-back defense, you know, you have to kind of keep things compact. Oh, yeah. When they spread us out, that's when we get into some problems. And that's when I think Marcina kind of needs to realize, you know, we need to pull our outside midfielders back more to give that support. Because And that's the, really their job is to cover that area so our outside defenders don't get stretched out. You know, basically they got to play, uh, I call it the Bermuda Triangle. It's just kind of, you know, make sure nothing goes in through that area. And, and like I said, that uh, they did, I think they did a good job at them making that little justice. But still, Colorado kept on, you know, you know kind of pressing and pressing on those, on those areas to kind of yep. get some scoring chances. And then... On the flip side, offensively, we just weren't, we just weren't getting any good good opportunities, and, and you know the other, reason we didn't get good opportunities is kind of, what I, <laughs> kind of what I explained is that they had their they had their midfielders. They would when the attack they would go out wide and they would cover and they would be more uh, give us or give them width, and then whenever we'd get the ball, they'd come crashing right back and they'd be right in front of the um, their center back pairing to cover them off and they would just they would just uh suffocate our attacks and so we never really got anything going um and that was just on the tactical um uh formation and uh instructions that uh Colorado Springs gave out which was I mean good on them they they really did they, I they mean did Nathan had some good runs and had some good opportunities but I think on the other end you know we that's like you know Pacini also needs to create space to get those opportunities. I think you can't just stand around and wait for the ball. You got to create your plays. Yeah. And and then the, the great thing is noticing Nathan, he's a creator and that's, you know, I know we lost out, you know, you know, maybe lost PC, you know, for a while because PC is a creator, but having another creator up front too really it brings another dynamic with the forwards and that's what you want. But I think Patino needs, like I said, Patino just kind of sat around and really make those runs Epps had some good shots too. I think Epps also needs to create a little bit more. I think a little bit, a little bit more aggressive as well. Um, but that's it came to that frustration when uh, when we're leading up now to to the red card. Yeah, with, um, exactly. Thirty uh, fourth minute, Patino gets a yellow, <coughs> and then ten minutes later, he ends up with a straight red. Um, with just a, it's just a rush of blood to the head. I mean, it happens, and it was just a bad decision, but. 
uh, Rafa, talk about uh, Patino's mastering of the dark arts and yeah. how uh, how he uh, <clears throat> he didn't go down swinging. <laughs> yeah, what well, I know, he he slapped a couple guys, and I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know the and I know the some comments from the RGV saying that we're dirty players and this and that, and which uh, is fresh from RGV, sure. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm sure that um, Eric Pimento hasn't been a dirty player because I know he's. Oh. Following never. Club America, never. They've they've um, never hired dirty players ever. They've <laughs> never gotten a red card. They're but with okay. Patino, with Patino, you know he lost his head. You know, and every and, and yeah. like I said, players do lose their head. He lost his cool. He was, and you can tell he was frustrated. Yep. He just wasn't getting it going. And but you know, you know, he knew we were gonna go down a man. I said, hey, you know what? I'm gonna provoke some provoke Take one. Take you with me, son. <laughs> Take you with me. If I go down, you're going down with me, kamikaze style. And yep. so, and then that, and you know what? That did a favor for us because if we're yep. if we're down a man, we'll end up losing the oh, game. Yeah, no, we lose that match because Colorado has the width, and they're just yeah. There's no way we come back and and get them get a goal. But yeah, suckering yeah. that uh, inexperienced defender to 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 react back to it, you know, with that headbutt. Uh, that that you know really kind of changed the dynamics of the game. Yeah, we lost one of our, our star forwards, but we still had you know plenty of forwards in in our arsenal. But not Colorado, you know Colorado. This side on the flip side lost a, a defender, and like I said, they were having problems in the back, and you know lo- losing that I think hurt them more than us losing our our, our top forward because like I said, we have Perusa, we have yep. we had Dylan coming back. You know, so we're okay there. But I'm now going into the second half, we want to have to okay. Well, now we're gonna to have to modify, change things up a little bit. But we're still in this game, and we can still take it to them. We're just gonna to have to. And I think they made the right changes at the half. With um, I know I know Ollie Wright started first game, his first game. So congratulations yep. on that. Congrats, yeah, for real. Yeah. You know, and you know he he had his you know his moments he had some some good shots and that I think he's still you know like I said he's still he's a rookie, it's you know it's gonna take him some time to learn, you know playing at, at that level but he's gonna be like I said he's gonna be a good one, uh, but I think um, you know Marcina made the right choice uh, putting in Jose and that really did change the game, and for that sure really- yeah what what I noticed is uh, Ollie really uh, he really came back a lot. Uh, he was really trying to play as an eight, uh, and he came back and defended a lot, which really kind of takes away his uh, his his speed and dribbling. His up, tops, uh, yeah, his tops. top skill set, which is in the attack. He he couldn't really get anything together because he was too busy covering the space, um, and it was him and Lindley that were right in front of our our back two, which ended up being Varel and Schubert, and uh, with Doyle out wide. Um, but I mean, that's kind of what kept it close is is that. But unfortunately, like I said, that takes away the the superpowers of Ollie Wright. Right, right is um, not a uh, not being able to attack. But when he comes out for Gallegos, like you said, that changed the game. And why that changed the game is that Colorado Springs, instead of having all that joy on the width, now you have Gallegos coming and attacking straight up the middle. They got to crash in, and they lost all. They lost their formation at that point. They couldn't get a lot of width. They kind of came back, and you had Gallegos attacking, and that's when SAFC kind of got on the front foot there for a little while. Um, and uh, 
uh, also we started pressure, pressure, yeah. pressuring more. And we then did. we noticed, and, and he yep. just kept them off balance. Yep. But he was Which creating exactly creating opportunities. Yeah. And that's and that's his game, you know, giving them one v ones, creating opportunities. You know, you know he, and I thought he was, you know, for a while I thought he's he was gonna land one, you know, take a, you know, land one from the outside, you know, you know, being that his first game back from the previous injury, but he made that difference. And then when we yep. made that switch with Dylan and Peruza, I, I I was a little shocked about that one. I'm like, okay, we're pulling out a defender, we're putting in a two forward, so what are we gonna do? But that. I think that helped us a little bit more. Kind of kept up the pressure. I think we're seeing like, hey, let's pressure their defense. They're gonna fall apart. They're not experienced. They're gonna make a mistake. And sure enough, like I said, towards the end of the game, like I said, you know, we got what we needed to to get out <laughs> get out of Colorado with with the point. Yeah, basically, uh, I mean, basically, what happened was uh, San Antonio FC switched from that three four three to basically a a four four two, and that gave us the cover we needed on the wings and that may have been what we should have started with because it was so successful against Colorado the first time uh, which really just shut them down they had nowhere to go and I mean that's why we ended up with three goals um, for Patino but maybe that's how we should have started from the beginning uh, with the players that are available um, because I mean the the match was just completely different after the subs and uh, Rafa I want I want you to talk about all the subs that uh in the formation change that Marcina deployed, and uh, if you think that was successful, or, or you know, what are your thoughts on that? I think he had to do what he had to do. He was like, well, we're still in this, you know, we're down a goal. If we can steal the point, hey, on the, especially on the road, it, you know, we'll count it as a win. Especially down losing our, 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 our top forward. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I was concerned. You know, when he took out Axel, I was like. You do need. I mean, he's got a lot of experience in the back, but you know, sometimes you do need to roll the dice, and you know, I've done it as a coach before, and <laughs> it's 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 paid off. Sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, I mean, he rolled that dice. You know, he put two attackers. I think with Dylan and and, and Perusa and Gallegos really put a lot of pressure on their defense, and it started creating chances. We're starting getting a little bit more, you know, a lot more space. And then, you know, and then finally we got that right before the end of the game, you know, we're, you know, we got that free kick and, uh, you know, what a beautiful cross in. And, you know, once again, service provided by Cam Lindley, just yeah. impeccable. And then, you know, give it to the birthday boy uh, on his, on his debut with SAFC. Uh, Dylan just was able to get that, you know, that little, little match scramble, was able, to, was able to bury it into the net and, and that really took that really kind of took the momentum away from Colorado. You know, they worked so hard to get that, you know, to get that lead, and to keep the lead. And now they know that we're gonna, you know, lose out on two points. So, uh, you know, kudos to those changes. You know, it, it paid off, but you know, we still had plenty of, of extracurricular time, especially <laughs> yeah, a couple of injuries. For sure. And you got to give it to uh, our defense too. The guys, you know. Uh, Varela uh, pops his shoulder in the game. Yeah, you know we're now we're playing a nine against ten. From what uh, from what Preston uh, tweeted earlier was that apparently uh, he dislocated his shoulder. We, it was nine on ten because we were out of subs at that point. He goes mm-hmm. back to the locker room. They reset it, um, and then he hears the uh, 
here's the goal happen. Here's a uh, Dylan's goal, which I mean, that's why he's up there. And that's why he's such an exciting part of the team is that height. And that's what, that's one of the things we talked about in preseason is this is a tall team. That's going to be dangerous on set pieces. Bam, right there it, to fruition. Uh, but Varela heard the goal and said, okay, get me out there. Let's do this. Let's finish this off. We tied it. Let, let's go rescue this point. And that is the, I don't know, we need a sponsor on this show or something, but that is the winning mentality moment of the match right there is uh, Varela just gutting it out, which is inspiring for the fans. I'm sure it's inspiring for his teammates. And um, that's why I'm, I would give the man of the match to uh, Joaquin Varela for sure for his performance, shutting down that left side of Colorado um, and just that just save, getting, gutting it that, out. Yeah, that's and, one and, save and, that, and the that goal line clearance. That goal line clearance. You know, uh, Matt got beat. Up, you know, that was the only one play that Matt really kind of got beat. Yep. You know, you know, and we're like, oh shoot, here, here we go. We're gonna lose this. But Varela, I don't know where. Right there. Shoots it. You know, with all banged up, <clears throat> clears that shot and. Yep. Per, you know, per, you know, prevents them getting from three points, and we end up with with the tie. So, you know, kudos. You know, it was a team. It was it was a total team effort, and Absolutely. I think. Uh, and you know you can tell the there was some a sense of relief from the oh, players. Yeah, yeah. I like, think what what makes good teams great are these results. Um, anytime you can get a point on the road, especially in this league, especially at that altitude, that's huge. Um, especially we would never won there too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one of the problems with us going to Colorado Springs, I remember the worst match I've ever seen San Antonio FC play was that match against Colorado Springs where Colorado Springs was the worst team in the league. And we go over there and we make them look like champions. They have one shot from outside the box. That's just upper corner banging on the corner. And we have all the possession, but we just kept kicking the ball out of bounds and we couldn't get anything together. That was Lance Lang's worst match of his entire life. Just, we have always played poorly in Colorado Springs and to get it together at the end of the match and get a point on the road, you, you can't ask for more. That's that's such a good re- – it's not a great result. That's a good result, and good results get you in the playoffs, and that's mm-hmm. where we want to be. So uh, I believe we've uh, talked that one to death. Um, <laughs> so let's move on <clears throat> to uh, – the other uh, couple of uh, topics we're going to go over uh, today. And that's um, uh, the Athenians win Uh, their, their, they get their first win on the road. They played a Wilco uh, in uh, Williamson County there. I believe that's Georgetown. No. Um, And uh, they went, they went up uh, after the half. They got a, they got a goal pretty early in the second half. Uh, Wilco scores a minute later. Um, so it's tied going into the uh, 80th minute, and and uh, you get uh, Athenians with the winner uh, in the 80th minute, and they get their first uh, three points on the road, which is great. Um, a complete turnaround from that first um, road match where they kind of got hammered and just a bad game, bad weather, just a bad all-around scene uh, in that first road match. They turned it around. They get three points, and you know what? Anytime you get more than two points on the road in two matches, hey, that's better than getting a draw a game, and that's that's a huge result on the road, and that's really good for them. Really good to see. Your thoughts? Yeah, that 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 was a good win for them. And, you know, yeah, it's a good bounce back game. I'm I'm sure they were, you know, coming from that game up in Dallas. You know, they were 
you know, not it has been nonstop raining. And you think it's been raining a lot in San Antonio? It has been nonstop raining. I was watching their weather this morning, and DFW Airport got shut down for like two or three hours because it was just you couldn't see anything. It was just rain and crap, and that's how it's been for like a month or two. The Trinity is almost over the banks. It's yeah, not a good scene over there. And to play soccer in that, yeah, I don't. I mean, both teams have to play in it, but. Yeah, and especially playing on turf, wet turf, doesn't, yeah. not, it doesn't help either. But going, you know, going, like I said, going up to Ron Rock and getting that win against Woko, that that's a good confidence booster. And hopefully, like I said, you know, they get the Dallas team back out and all start, all started to come back to San Antonio. You know, they can learn from that and hopefully pull yep. up, get the three points from them. You know, even out. Yep, three points so each. They, so the, you know, like I said, good result for them. You know they're you know they're starting out great. You know they're at three and one. Can't ask for any more. No, you cannot. know, and like I said, if they can continue on, I know I know they got a big test coming up. You know, uh, on June sixteenth, sixteenth against uh, Global America. <clears throat> yeah. So that that's going to be a very interesting game. It's it's and that's a good it's a good measuring stick because you're. You know, I'm sure they're gonna they're facing a team that's probably even better than the team they face in Dallas, and uh, but it's a good test for them, and it's it's gonna help them see you know what works, what doesn't work, and and even hopefully out of opportunity, you know, Club America notices some of the Athenian players and say, hey, you know, maybe we want to take some down over to Mexico City and come play with us, you know, and and we have you know there are some former Athenian players that did play with Club America, so. Um, so if you have a chance on on 16th over there, go down there to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Blossom. Tomala- yeah. Blossom. Tomalander. At, at the same time, uh, Friday they play on June 11th. Uh, on Friday at uh, uh, looks like 7:30 they're playing uh, FC 92 or side FC 92. Excuse me. Um, they play at Soccer Central, so they'll be back home. And the Crocketeers are putting on a, a tailgate with a free pizza and beer uh, from five until pretty much kickoff. Uh, so that'd be a good one to go watch. Um, free uh, pizza and beer and soccer on a Friday. You don't got to tell me much more. Um, and and no rain too, so there'll be no rain on Friday. So, weather. Well, I haven't even, dude. I haven't I, looked at the weather. I, I don't check, even. I don't trust I check, it anymore. <laughs> I checked. It's gonna be in the nineties. So hey, the, so the beer will probably come in handy for some. There you go. There you go. So, keep it cold. And then and then, keep, and then yeah, on the sixteenth. Yeah, sixteenth on Wednesday. Uh, they play uh, Globe America at Blossom. So that should be. Like you said, that'll be a really good um, test of where they're at, and uh, that'll be that's exciting for San Antonio in general as well as the Athenians getting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I mean I follow the the Club America girls on on Instagram. They're they're actually very excited on their. I know that they're coming on here on a tour. I know they're playing I think three games here in Texas. Nice, but they're 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 excited about you know having an opportunity to play here, and you know showcase you know what they have as far as with their club. Uh, but like I said, if you have a chance on the 16, you know, go check it out. You know, it's you're gonna be a, you're gonna see a great game. Um, you know, like I said, who's to say? Like I said, one of the so maybe some of our Athenian players may end up playing. Could be be scouted by them, end up playing for them. You know, so so we look for we look forward for that. Uh, and then um, kind of the next thing to talk about is going to be SAFC's next match, uh, against Las Vegas lights, which is on Friday, I believe. Um, 
which is going to be in Vegas. Is it Saturday or is it Friday? It's a Friday night game. It is Friday night, right? Which is really weird, but it's very Vegas. Um, yeah, they play uh, uh, lights, and we would have a preview on the lights, but who knows who they're going to play because it's going to be LAFC players. So, um, <laughs> who got their first win of their of their season um, recently, um, and they they look good. They look competitive, but. Um, the other matches they really haven't so who knows what you're gonna get that's just kind of one of those factors of playing a borderline mls2 team so we'll see who shows up uh what we do know is that uh patino is not going to be available um hopefully he just has the one game suspension um i don't think there was really any malicious act uh act on his part i mean there was some pushing and shoving and hands to face but nothing Nothing no to punch, hurt anybody. No, no punches were thrown. No, he didn't pull a Josh Ford or anything. He, um, he just did some Rick James slapping. That's all he did. Exactly. Which I mean, that's acceptable in in in, in most uh, places. Not really, but still not a good look. But at the same but, time, is what it is. And he brought the other dude down with him, which is awesome. That's some that's some pro level stuff for for <laughs> a young kid to do that. Ad boy. Um, but uh, Patino will not be available. Cuello will be available. So that's really good for our midfield depth, um, which that really helps me out. Uh, I think it really helps out the FCFC lineup. Um, it's He's probably going to take the place of uh, Ollie Wright. And like, a, and like I was saying, Ollie Wright, his powers were kind of diminished a bit um, just because he had to track back a lot more. No. Cuello was a lot more comfortable tracking back, and he's a lot better at connecting that um, – that defensive midfield with the attack and linking up with Nathan. Um, so I think that's going to help our attack as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on just those players, <clears throat> Patino not being available and Quayle being available on this next match? Well, you know, we, you know, we lose our leading score for the game, but, you know, we have plenty of depth up front. And like I said, we have Perusa, we got from Toronto, and we got, we got scored on a, a scored on, a, on his debut or his re-debut, you know, when we got him signed, and then Dylan, like I said, Dylan's another one. Like I, that's who I was looking forward to seeing. You know, there's a reason why we signed him. You know, to pair him up with, you know, with Patino, but that's not going to happen just yet. But hey, you know, maybe we can pair him up with Perusa. I think that that's still a formidable uh, one-two punch. Yep. Uh, but if we're going to play a three-four-three again, um, one of the changes I do want to see is I, I do want to see Gallegos in right from yep. the start i think i think he needs i think he can start with nathan and and perusa up top i think that will give oh, las vegas sauce. yeah we gotta give we gotta bring the sauce to las vegas and yeah and i think that will give them trouble uh you know especially and then also be be more creative on chances and you know creating goals and that's one thing with with perusa you know just you know he's also a kind of creator of his shots so that's going to help open up things. And then having Quayle back is going to be, you know, a key, especially now, like I said, without PC. But Quayle's a good good substitute for that. Um, changes, you know, as far as, like I said, Lily's doing a great job. I do want to see maybe Lima be put, put it in the middle. And then maybe have, you know, on the outside we can, you know, that's, that, that's I think that's a key there is, we need to find somebody that we can put on Doyle's side that can recover, that has the speed, that can really give them support. Well, we have two of those players. One's name's PC, one's name uh, Connor Maloney, and they're both unavailable, so that kind of sucks. They're on yeah. our roster, just unavailable. So, 
So I, I hopefully Maloney. You know, like I said, we don't know how serious with Maloney's yeah. injury. <coughs> Excuse me, but I'm hope hopefully maybe he makes his debut. You know, in in Vegas. You know, we're, we're hoping he we do get him back. Yeah. Um, I mean, another option we could put Epps on the left side. I mean, he, he can be on the wing too. I mean, he's played that position. It's I a think, it's a gamble. Yeah. It's a gamble. Yeah, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, but you know, if we can put a crate in firepower, especially like I said, Las Vegas is, is basically like a train wreck. We we don't know what they're gonna have. We don't know what who's gonna play or what. Vegas Lights is like a box of chocolates. You never mm -hmm. know what you're gonna try to pick up dollar bills off of the pitch from a helicopter dropping a thousand dollars. So that yes. was a really weird rant, but you know what? They did that, and now they have they have pitch side pools. Have kiddie pools you can weigh in uh, that you can wait in for a price. If you have a Toyota, you can pull up your car. It's very, uh, it's very Las Vegas. Uh, what they're well, doing. now that the 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 the, uh, the Elvis the Elvis. Uh, oh, good lord, Vegas Elvis. Um, the, one of the, the weird things is out. that one of the weird things is that Vegas does all of this gimmicky crap. Yet they've had Eric Wilnalda as a coach, who's very no nonsense person. Now they have the mayor of Hanover, Steve Chirundolo, USMNT legend, as their coach. Like you're doing all this hokey stuff, but you're bringing in very serious, good coaches. It's such a weird mix and weird vibe. At least, uh, what's his name? Luis Ochoa is not there anymore. That's, yeah. that's what it was. Well, then also they travel from, remember, they travel from LA to La Vegas. Games. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every game. Yep, they and train in LA, and that's, and, and that's and that's a weird, and that's kind of weird too. To in, sooner or later, that's going to wear off on on, yeah. on that team, and I don't see what the benefit out of that. I, I understand maybe training with you because know, LA it's training with you know, the first LAFC, team. First yeah. team, it's, it's, yeah. I, I understand that, but you know that's going to you know eventually catch up to them. But I think this yeah. is an opportunity for uh, SAFC to steal three points. They said we're on a three-game road trip. Usually, when you go on a three-game road trip, your goal is to at least get six or seven points. And well, we got one, and I think this is a game that we can get three. And then, like I said, the next one after that's going to be uh, on a Wednesday night, which I don't know why they're having a Wednesday night uh, against New very, Mexico. Very compacted schedule because yeah. of the times. Yeah, and so. That game, you know, uh, that game's always tough for SAFC. We haven't had much luck over there in New Mexico. But if we can seal a point there, if we can come out of this road trip at least with five points. Yeah, you know, I agree. That, I think, that's, that's I think five help points us. is your goal. Yeah, five points is your goal. Anything above that is gravy uh, for sure. Um, but this is going to be, I think, if we can win this, this game on Friday night, it'll get us momentum going to the next one. Uh, so I think SAFC really is going to have to be aggressive, get on the board, you know, get on the scoreboard first, you know, put some doubt on this team and, and just stay relentless and not, you know, give up an inch on them because, you know, like I said, the Lagos Sega is coming in with a win. You know, I saw little clips of them. They're, like I said, they're excited about that. Yep. And I'm sure they're looking forward with this. Like, hey, you know, we have a chance with SAFC. They'd have a good, you know, result with Colorado. Like I said, they want to take an opportunity on this, and but, but yep. for us, like I said, we you know we need to get these three points, uh, no matter what. It's a business trip. Yep, it's a business trip. Go get your three points on this trip for sure. All right. Um, 
I think that's pretty much all we're going to cover um, today uh, with today's show. Obviously, my first time hosting. I need to <laughs> I need to come up with some fun topics or something. Uh, but your final thoughts, uh, Rafa, on uh, on this fine Monday? Uh, just like I said, just a crazy weekend of soccer. This is like I said. That's right. Yeah, but well, this is going to be a crazy month because you got other other competitions going to be popping up. Euros, Some Euros, uh, Copa America, Cold Cup. So it's going to be very exciting. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And you know, uh, I think my final thought, like I said, just like I said, keep up with the vaccines. You know, the we're you know, like I said, we're getting that down each each you know pretty much every week and. That's that's a positive thing, and like I said, I got an email today from my 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 ticket rep. You know, they're about you know we're gonna go 100% July 3rd, yep. which is gonna be great because like I said, it's against Austin, a rival a rivalry game. You know, we want to pack the house. You know, send Austin back home with a loss, but we want to have a real live live crowd there for that game. So you know, just keep it up, stay safe. Um, and also, the, just a little, little just shout out to like uh, all to the grad. I know there's more graduates. Like I had a cousin graduated la- yesterday from Marshall High School. So congratulations, Caitlin, if you're watching. You know, congratulations on your graduation there from Marshall High School. And you know, I look forward for this. You know, for this game on Friday night. See what we we, we do against Las Vegas. Yeah, um, uh, my final thoughts uh, reflected in the same. Um, just congratulations to the graduates. I have uh, have my kid, one of my kiddos, uh, graduated um, from high school, and she'll be heading off to college. And we're super excited about that, and to to watch her uh, grow in the future. Um, definitely, uh, like you said, I mean, just get vaccinated. Uh, they're available. There's really no excuse not to. You can even call the city and set up if you're gonna have like a party or a get together. You can have somebody with vaccines come over for free and they will distribute those vaccines. So you can turn your your little party or your get together into uh, a, a mass vaccination event, which is which is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that's it. I'm all out of stuff to say, which is kind of weird for me. But um, <laughs> oh, one more th- I yeah. want to add one more thing uh, yeah. uh, the for Pride Night. Uh, if anybody like those, um, I don't know if you saw the new uh, warm-up jersey. Uh, oh, warm-up. those look awesome! Yeah, if you have a chance, buy those. Those look yeah. great. Props to you know, props to SAFC for those. For sure, I, I want so. one of the one of the team worn ones with the that are signed or whatever. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw. Don't tell my wife. I'm gonna throw some money in the auction to get one of those. <laughs> those sick. Those look awesome. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to that. Um. I'm sure I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm pretty confident this whole show is our we're allies. So for sure, um, you know, be who you are, love who you are. Mm-hmm. It's your prerogative. Nobody should have any say so in that. So, all right. Um, I guess that's it. Um, USA is the uh, first CONCACAF Nations League champions. Uh, you always remember your first and that happens to be the first. So that's good. And uh, what's life without goals? See y'all.